What's up, sports fans? It's your boy Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans, and you're listening to The Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Show coming at y'all on this Tuesday morning. As promised, joining me now, Ali Casella, editor in chief of the Bird Rights. I've been talking Pelicans with him for, I don't know, six or seven years now. It's been a while. Ali, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Doing well. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Before we get into the Pelicans, uh, what's your what's your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time? Ooh, that's a good one because I used to listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think, what was the? Uh, they played one. I, I just recently watched ESPN's uh, Thirty on Thirty regarding the nineteen eighty six Mets, and they played several songs there. And there was one that I had forgotten about. I'm trying to remember the title. Probably of it now. from the License to Ill album, I guess. Yep. Yep, yep. Rhyming and stealing, no sleep till Brooklyn, brass monkey, fight for your no rights to party. Brooklyn, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No sleep till no Brooklyn. Sleep. That's, that's the one. No sleep till All right. Well, um Zion Williamson, let's just get to the first part of what happened yesterday, and that was learning that he broke his foot uh early in the off season, as David Griffin stated. He underwent surgery. Um they uh, hope to have him back by the season opener on October 20th. He says he'll be back by October 20th. He also said he was working too hard, pushing it too hard, and that's why the injury happened. Um, man, uh, two things to unpack here with you, Ollie. Number one, are you surprised that both the Pelicans and Zion have been able to keep multiple injuries that he has suffered during his brief NBA career under wraps from the media for a while, uh, in the public for that matter. And number two, how ominous is this? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so your first question, Scott, yeah, extremely surprised in this day and age of, you know, information and social media. All, all you've got to do is just catch wind of it somewhere, right? In passing, somebody talking about it, or you see Zion and you notice he's got a cast or, you know, talk about whatever you want, but usually maybe somebody will leak it out. But the fact that, yeah, the hamstring injury that was kept out of the news when he was inside the bubble, that surprised me some. But again, that was a very limited amount of contact in terms of the people that were allowed inside, right? So you didn't have reporters in there and they certainly weren't allowed to go everywhere. And, of course, there were no regular people around the NBA players. But this one, this injury, his latest injury, the broken foot, yeah, that, that's just astounding. Uh, I don't know how to keep that under wraps when you're one of the most popular basketball players on the face of the earth. So, somehow, David Griffin, he, he's got that under lock and key. I, I guess everybody signs certain waivers when they go work for the Pelicans, ensuring that they will never open their mouths. Otherwise, I don't know what will happen to them. But... Yeah, Scott, as for um, oh, 
what was your second question? I'm sorry. I mean, how ominous is this? It's it's the oh, it's the franchise right. Zion. It's a foot injury to a big guy. It's not like we can ignore all of these injuries and the fact that the Pelicans do have Aaron Nelson, um, considered by everyone across the NBA to be the best trainer and and you know staff in the NBA in regards to that. And that's listen, that's very different than. Than, than the way it used to be over there. I mean, I, I could have believed some of this stuff and the medical issues, but not so much now with Aaron Nelson as far as, oh, well, that's why this keeps happening. Well, no, it's great Aaron Nelson is there, and it's true that the Pelicans suffered very, in terms of um, injuries to their entire team, minimal amount last season. You know, they were amongst the best in terms of keeping their players healthy just happened so their injuries all hit at the same time uh, towards the end of the season. But as far as the specific Zion injuries, his broken foot, I am actually concerned because usually foot injuries are a big no-no to guys that are big, mass bodies. And as we know, Zion, you know, he weighs about, what, 280 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood. And any time in the past, um, for instance, let's just stick with the NBA, Players that have dealt with, you know, foot injuries, they often repeated, and especially amongst big men. And one guy that immediately popped to mind was Zydrunas Ilgauskas. He played with LeBron James up in Cleveland Cavaliers, and he had multiple foot injuries, always knocking them out. And so I'm just fearful that this could be the start of something uh, regarding Zion, to where no matter all the prevention uh, Aaron Nelson and his staff undertake with Zion, that he'll still always face these issues simply because he just lands wrong once or twice you're going to end up with that broken bone. Sounds like that's what happened to him. Uh, so, yeah, that that's problematic. Good thing, though, is that it sounds like his return is around the corner, and it maybe it sounds like he avoided that dreaded Jones injury, right, when you injured that part of your body, the fifth metal arsenal. Uh, there's a good chance you end up breaking the part of that bone where there's very, very little blood flow, and therefore it keeps you out for a really long time because it's really hard to heal that area. Sounds like he avoided that. Because uh, if he's coming back in, say, about two to three months' time, it sounds like they're very hopeful. And, and, and the news is such so positive that he's going to be back for the start of the regular season that, like I said, he avoided that. But for the future, I do have my concerns. It's hard to know the timeline of everything in terms of when it happened because Griffin didn't put a specific date on it and then, you know, there was some criticism of Zion last week about not being – at some voluntary things in the offseason with his teammates. Ingram spoke a little bit about it yesterday, but um, did did the injury news yesterday change your opinion of any of the context that has surrounded Zion over the last week? No, not really. If anything, I was more enlightened by the fact that everybody was legitimately on the same page and laughing off, say, for instance, at Times-Picune report where there's a – obvious rift between Williamson and uh, David Griffin uh, and, and any kind of those details alongside of it. You know, w- when you listen to Zion speak, you don't get the vibe that he's really selling you anything. With David Griffin, you know, we've, we've been torn, right? Because he, he, yes. he's a master at, you know, trying to sell whatever idea he is. You know, he, he was in PR for a long time before joining the front office. So, that's not surprising, but as far as Zion, I mean, he's a kid. He's, what, 20, 21 years old, and he's, he just comes across so genuine in all the conversations I've had with him. So when I, when I hear him say that 
really, there's nothing, there's nothing but love and, you know, anything else that basically came out of his mouth, you, you just believe it. Right. So I don't, I think we can downplay all the reports that we've heard of his unhappiness with New Orleans. I mean, I know that Anthony Davis said that years ago, but look, there was a time when Anthony Davis really was happy here in New Orleans. And I think just that uh, desire to leave grew as the losing seasons progressed. And so, you know, Zion right now, I genuinely take him for his work. He loves New Orleans. He has no problems with anybody on the roster or in the front office. But all those things could change, right? The Pelicans don't start winning. If the situation stays the same on that, you know, on that front, then, yeah, then you have something to be worried about. ESPN 1420, uh, for those that maybe missed some of it, here's a little bit of context from yesterday. Sorry, can you repeat your name? Fletcher. Fletcher. Fletcher? Yep. Fletcher, that might be the best question of the day. I'm glad you asked that. I feel like nobody's ever asked me that, so I'm glad you asked. Uh, how I feel about the organization? Per me. <laughs> uh, I love it here. Uh, I love the city of New Orleans. Uh, don't want to be anywhere else. Um, my relationship with Griff, um, he can't, I don't think he can play the piano. Last time I checked. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's all love with me and Griff. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, it ain't much to dive into. It's just love between us. Uh, we're both competitors. We both want to win. Um, do we disagree on some things? Um, yeah. I mean, who, who agrees on everything? Uh, we don't. But uh, I think that's what makes our relationship great. Uh, we both bring the best out of each other, and we're just going to keep building off that. So, Ali, you know, I you're, I always say you're you know you're one of the more positive, uh, optimistic guys I know. And my only retort to everything Zion says is definitely one hundred percent true. Would be it really would there's there's no there would be no benefit at all for him to say anything else at this moment in time. Um, not to say that he is lying or isn't lying or whatever. I mean, I. I'm sure, as he as he put it, you know, do we agree on everything? No, like I, I'm sure there was a lot of frustration with him and the media staff. I also think, to Griff's point, with a player like Zion and in the news cycle of the NBA in the year 2021, there is a lot of hyperbole surrounding it. Right, that's just the nature of the beast. But I don't blame fans. I guess this is where I'm going with this. I don't blame uh-huh. fans that hear him say, "I want to be here." Fans saying, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I that." I mean, he he's. He's entering the third year of his rookie deal. No no max eligible player in their first deal after the rookie deal has ever moved on from it. Like I don't I don't I don't see the timeline as worrisome as others, but I'm also not going to tell a fan that's kind of followed this franchise for twenty years to to just suddenly feel good after after he said that yesterday. No, and I agree hundred percent. And that's why I said like for right now, I'm not too concerned about really anything, but that could change in say a year, maybe two years time. And and that's why for those fans that remain a little bit more apprehensive on the situation, it, 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 it you just let them believe that or, or let them think that because that outcome is very likely, even though like, as you mentioned, Scott, for instance, Zion leaving or requesting to leave within the next year or two seems highly unlikely. Every single NBA, uh, growing young star always signs that second contract because it's just always so much more lucrative to stay with the team you're with than going elsewhere. 
And so my, my best guess is he's going to be here for at least, at minimum, another three seasons. So that means he would play out the rest of his rookie contract, sign his new one, because he would be uh, uh, getting, I think it would be about $181 million, or he would have to sign a $17 million qualifying offer. And for a guy who's probably going to be, you know, a high injury risk, we're already seeing those effects. Yeah. Just make smart business sense to tie yourself right. Right. Go ahead and get that money now because after you play one year on that contract, then you can be moved. So that's why I'm saying we're going to have him for at least three years. So if Griffin or this organization can just prove, hey, we can really win here and make it to the playoffs multiple times where it becomes a, you know, kind of a regular thing, kind of maybe like Memphis grit and grind or some other team, then you've got to think Zion may really want to stay here for a lot longer than that. ESPN 1420.com, bottom of the hour. Ali Gassell, our guest right now. I'm Scott Prather. And, and, and honestly, at this point, I would even just sign off on that because, you know, that means that he'll be healthy enough to – to deserve that. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm more worried just about the the, the injuries, and uh, obviously, when he's in there, he's an incredible talent. But not having him in training camp, the fact that they couldn't mm-hmm. commit yesterday, or or I say commit, they 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 purposely did not respond to the question directly of will he be on a minutes limit when he comes back? Will mm-hmm. it be one of the burst? Uh, you know. Issues, or if you have issues, if you ask Zion, or uh, limitations, you know, medical needed limitations, if you ask the training staff when he is ready to play. And then when he is ready to play, he hasn't been with his teammates in the offseason who have spent a considerable amount of time together, whether it be at Brandon Ingram's offseason home in Phoenix or in Nashville at training camp where they moved because of Hurricane Ida. Like, he's just going to kind of suddenly be cleared to play and then just be in there at times. And so once again, this franchise, Ali, it seems like every year is starting with, you know, they're, they're, they're three steps back or two steps back in the race. They're not at the same starting line uh, that, you know, many in the league are. And I guess starting line's kind of a, maybe it's an unfair term because, you know, there are other organizations that are probably a few steps back and there are others that are a few steps ahead but it doesn't seem like at the start of a season the Pelicans are ever, you know, even at the line. It always seems like they're a step or two back. It, it felt like in 2016 they were a few steps ahead coming off of, you know, a, a playoff series win. And, of course, that was the drama in, you know, or not 2016, excuse me. What am I talking about? 2018. You know, that was the drama with AD wanting to leave and everything mm-hmm. else like that. So uh, it, it just, it just, it's, it's. I mean, look, I want this team to succeed. I know you do. Um, whenever they do well, it, it, it benefits all of us. And, you know, you know some people in the organization and you root for them on top of that. But I don't know, man. It, it can be exhausting at times, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. I think that one of the last things that anybody thought we'd be hearing at the start of yesterday's Media Day event was David Griffin talking about Zion Williamson injury including, you know, the broken bone. And that just took us all aback. And somehow, some way, though, you still kind of ended up with a positive feeling once you talk to everybody else about what's been going on. And, you know, you kind of moved on from it, knowing that Zion, hey, it's at towards the end of his injury, not the start. But you're right. You don't want to begin a season like this because um, continuity and just Zion getting to know his new teammates. 
uh, chemistry, you know, there's going to be chemistry issues when he does come back. And the only good thing I can think of is that at least Zion's going to be, you know, basically the LeBron James of the team. So when he's coming back, you know who's going to have the ball, when he's going to have the ball. And there's not going to be any questions about his role because the rest of the roster outside of Brandon Ingram, their job was always just to fit in. So from that standpoint, maybe the, you know, transition won't be as, as great, but yeah, either way, Scott, you're right. It'd just be nice to have all the guys that are going to be in the rotation, Willie Green's initial rotation, be healthy and have been working together. Like for instance, through, through those Nashville workouts or even going to Phoenix earlier and working out with Brandon Ingram, but unfortunately, that's not the way it, it, the situation ended up. Uh, ESPN 1420, Ali Casella, our guest from the SB Nation blog, The Bird Rights, covering the New Orleans Pelicans. He also is part of the uh, podcast, The Bird Calls in O Podcast. Ali, <clears throat> seems like the Pelicans' plan yesterday was, let's say all the right stuff. Right. Let's 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 drop the let's drop some things in the article that weren't true and really just focus on those. I'm talking about Christian Clark's article, and I'm Christian didn't make anything up. I'm sure someone you know told them those things, and their perspective is maybe somebody from Zion's camp or something was slightly tilted. But they're only going to focus on the stuff that isn't true. Heighten that. Right, get out in front of that. Then drop the injury news, and then when they ask about any potential schism. We'll just uh, we'll say all the right stuff, which is which is what they're supposed to do, right? And they did. Um, mm-hmm. I think another strategy for them going into yesterday was let's build up Brandon Ingram. Let's say great stuff about Brandon Ingram. Let's talk about how he's the leader. Let's. And it's funny. Then you ask Brandon Ingram about being a leader. He's like, I mean, I guess it's just you know trying to get the best out of guys. I mean, so low key, you know. And 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 I really mm-hmm. like Bi. But it's like we're just going to build this up, build this up. We're going to say all this great stuff and. And it's like, man, if y'all had that, I, I, as as good as they are in terms of strategizing media day, gosh, let's tap tap that into this this new coaching staff, partly new coaching staff, certainly new head coach, and let it come through on the court. But what what part of the um, positive stuff were you buying yesterday? All of it? I mean, from from Bi to Garrett Temple to to Devonte Graham, like what what was? Uh, let let's move let's move past Zion and Griff for a second. What was your next biggest takeaway from yesterday? It might have been Brandon Ingram news. Um, when you first look at him, he's always been too skinny, I felt like, to be able to play. Um, I don't want to say well, but you know, just to be able to be a factor at any time during the games. Because, look, when you're so slight of frame, and I had heard his weight got down close to even 180 pounds at times last year, and you consider some of the bodies you're going up against, especially this position. Well, it was no wonder we saw him always getting pushed around or not having the energy, you know, to fight for a rebound or try and box out. Well, he he honestly looked a lot bigger yesterday to where he finally, you know, and that was always a knock on him. He always didn't take his conditioning, um, you know, he didn't value it enough to where he worked on it extremely hard during the off seasons. Now I know he always worked out, he always had a trainer, but he never put on that good weight. Um, there was never like those 10, 15 pound increases. I heard this season there was, even though Griff didn't say it, I'm hearing he's now significantly over 200 pounds. And like I said, when you just look at some of the pictures of him, his shoulders, they're broader, uh, his arms, there's actually a little bit of thickness there. So I think that's going to help in a major way, Scott, you know, how many times last season did we see him start off a first quarter and he's lighting the world on fire? 
but somehow those legs, that shot, nothing was working by the end of the, but you know, towards the end of the fourth quarter when it's winning time. Well, I think that's now this new body is going to help him perform better to where he's going to be able to maintain that level of play throughout a game defensively. You know, uh, let's talk about the mental side of what he wants to improve the most upon in his game. He said his defense, you know, that was the biggest knock on him when he first arrived here, but especially last season, you know, everybody talked about why, you know, if Zion and BI would just play defense, this team would be so much better that they need to lead by example and they need to put some effort on that side. Well, B.I. said he's going to do that, and he's going to lead all these guys. So you're right. A lot of things, the right things were said yesterday. But, boy, if that's actually true, that would be a world difference maker for this Pelicans team because they need these two-way players. They need their young stars to be able to care on both sides of the ball because that's when those teams really elevate themselves. And the last duo of young stars, growing stars in this league, that kind of got their act together on both ends of the floor, well, the the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And now you see how, you know, they're always in the playoffs. They can sustain a lot of hits and still at least get in the playoffs and be talked about. And that's what you wanted to see with Brandon Ingram and Zion. So we may have seen the first step that B.I. took this summer to do that. So I'm I'm excited about it because that's, like I said, we've watched for the previous two years to where we knew the knocks on his game, you know, conditioning and the defense. And he didn't really seem to care about really putting in the work and, and improving vastly in those areas. But now he might have. So I'm very eager to see how he's going to look in preseason games and, and in training camp. Ali Gasell has been our guest. Lastly, Ali, everyone says, right, with security, you just got to win. David Griffin can say whatever he wants, believe whatever he wants. Is There's no more pressure now than year one. It's always been about winning. Well, that's that's just not true. It has always been about winning. That's true. But when you're in year three and you're with a third coach and a lot of these guys, like B.I., the guy that you praised yesterday is on his fourth coach in four years. Granted, one of those was in L.A. And I like Josh Hart joking that, you know, Rondo and LeBron were kind of coaches too, so he's <laughs> kind of had five in four years if each counted as a half. But point is, there's there's an enormous amount of pressure. Um, not, not what some in the national media would have you believe about, all oh, the team's in danger of this or that. I mean, that's just not the case with Gail Benson. Um it's not it's she doesn't look at the franchises let me make as much as possible and 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 mm-hmm. you know put cities on basically blast if they don't give me what i need it's just a different situation so well that part isn't true um you know the idea of just trying to compete in a market where the saints are king trying to compete in the second and smallest market in the nba trying to uh, keep you know the cornerstone of your franchise uh, long term or at least Make sure he's not the first to ever leave after the end of his rookie deal, a superstar anyway in Zion. Like, there's there's pressure all over the place. There is more pressure now than there was his first year. I mean, I was at the media day two years ago, Ali. You were there yesterday. I'm sure the the energy felt different. Because two years ago, it was a whole new energy in that building. It felt great. Things were looking up. Things were positive. Here we are two years later. It's been crazy between the pandemic and the bubble and last season and Zion and the injuries and everything else. But to say that there's not more pressure is just... I, it's either ignorant or it's just 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 incredible optimistic bliss of just blocking out everything else, which maybe Griff says he does, but I got the feeling yesterday that he does look at some of the tweets. Um, we're, we're, you're a positive guy, but realistically, in the West, with Zion maybe going to be available by opening night in, in a couple of weeks, maybe not, but if he is, still going to be somewhat limited. 
didn't have the offseason in terms of signings that, that they had hoped for when it began as far as what they ended up getting. These are all facts. Is this team competing in the West this year? Are they going to be good enough, or are they going to be treading water there, kind of back four or five teams in the West once again? <sighs> yeah, you had hopes before any of this news yesterday that, hey, maybe things would click to where they could get as high as maybe the sixth um, seed in, in the West and bypass the play-in tournament altogether. But, you know, starting out of the gates already the way they're going to have to without their number one offensive option in Zion and not getting acclimated to him and him vice versa to the new teammates, you're going to start slowly out of the gates. So Willie Green's going to have that much more pressure to win. Uh, the defense is going to have to come together much quicker and be relied upon because you certainly can't expect for the offense to be hitting on all cylinders. So, yeah, suddenly I think they're, they're definitely going to be in that group, right, of 7 to 10. And, you know, two seasons in a row of Zion Williamson, a generational talent who's done some really amazing stuff. You know, nobody has scored the ball more efficiently than him, but somehow he hasn't been able to get that team in the playoffs. Well, yeah, there, there's a lot of pressure. I don't care what anybody says. You need to get that guy into the playoffs. You've got to be able to get at least inside one of the top 10 spots in the West, considering there's only 15 teams, and they haven't been able to do that for the first two years. So they've got to make it here in year three, Scott. Every single great player, even though if their teams start slowly, they make it to the playoffs by year three. You know, Anthony Davis did it. LeBron James, Giannis, you know, you can go down the list. And, and, and you can guarantee you, Zion, his family, everybody knows that full well. So, yeah, there's a heck of a lot of pressure. Don't let, any, let anybody tell you different. Ali Cassell has been our guest. You can follow Ali on Twitter at Cassell. That's O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L. Go to thebirdrights.com for all your great Pelicans content. Check out the podcast, The Bird Calls in O. Um, I know uh, it's it's not New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans isn't is it normal, but in terms of Hurricane Ida, I hope that things are getting somewhat back to at least New Orleans version of normal for you. I know you guys took a big hit there. Uh, certainly been uh, praying for you guys, thinking about y'all here over the last months, and I uh, hope things are going okay for you on that front, man. All the best, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon because shoot, what opening nights less what three weeks away? I mean, it's right around the corner. It's crazy. Exactly, October twentieth. I mean, a week a week from what yesterday we get the first preseason game, and then regular season we'll be starting right after that. But yeah, thank you, Scott, for the warm words. Because yeah, things are moving a little slowly here in New Orleans, a lot slower than you know the rest of the nation would like to see. But here in New Orleans, we're kind of used to it, and we can take it. So things will be right soon enough. All right, brother. All the best, man, and we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right, buddy. That is Ali Cassell. What up, guys? It's Scott Prather from The Great Scott Show, and it has been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Because DraftKings putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. you got to get in on the action right now. It's simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, see your team stacks up against the competition. It's fun. It's a blast. It makes watching games that much better. Feel the action like you haven't before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes DraftKings is safe 
secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code 1420. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code 1420 to get that free shot at millions of total prizes, all with your first deposit. That's code 1420. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 